Hey, this is Derek D-Train, he too. Tonight's episode is brought to you by KingTuckGraphics.com. Are you looking for a better way to promote your business? Have you ever thought about a new sign, window film, clear coat, or even wrapping your vehicle? Think about it. All the time you spend in your car driving around Raleigh, North Carolina, a vehicle wrap can be working right alongside you. A clear branding strategy can make the difference between your next call or not. If you're in Raleigh, North Carolina, check them out at KingTuckGraphics.com. Your satisfaction with their products and service is guaranteed. So go online to KingTutGraphics.com and check them out. Get a free quote and get started with KingTutGraphics.com. Tonight's episode is brought to you by SauceToss.com, the premier saucer pass hockey game. Sauce Toss is the newest in tailgating and a twist to a favorite and skillful hockey match. It's beanbag toss for hockey players and scores just like bags. Play with two or four or by yourself to hone your passing skills. Take the saucer pass off the ice and into a backyard near you. They offer three basic games, Sauce Toss Elite, Sauce Toss Pro, and a ramp hockey game called Sauce Toss Kit. The first two are true games mimicking cornhole for hockey players. For more information, go to SauceToss.com, a hockey lifestyle game. Toss sauce anywhere, anytime. Hello, welcome back to the Blue Line Hockey Club, folks. We have another exciting episode, episode 72 tonight. We have the usual suspects sitting in with us tonight. We have our producer, Patrick Ocolardi Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. And our local nerd on staff, our IT guy, Robbie P. Peters. What's up, Pete? Hey, how's your mom, And the all-around sports guru, Derek D-Train. He too. How you doing, D-Train? What's up, sweetos? And a special guest brought to you by King Tut Graphics and Sauce Toss. We have a very special guest tonight, Doug McLean, coming on. Doug McLean was NHL coach, GM, broadcaster, analyst. He's kind of done it all. How are you doing tonight, Doug? I'm really doing good, and I got a lot of free time, so I uh, appreciate you guys <laughs> having me on. <laughs> yeah, coming on. And I'm loving the free time, boys. I'm loving it. I bet you are. I bet you are. I could use more of that myself. Exactly. So golf, uh, hiking, what's what's going on in your free time these days? Well, Sportsnet are sour because they're looking at my Twitter feed and they're seeing that I'm in Newfoundland hiking. I'm in golfing in Cape Breton at the greatest, one of the best courses in the world and it pisses them off. So that's good. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's, kind of, uh, it's interesting, guys. I, I worked for 41 years. I just turned 65 and my wife's had her fill of hockey and... Um, so it's kind of a, it's kind of fun time, you know, so I'm sort of, uh, my contract expired in, in June at Sportsnet. I knew all last year that uh, they probably weren't going to renew at the dollars I was making. And I was really comfortable at that with that. So I'm sort of uh, spent four months in PEI where we have our summer plays and we're heading to Florida in October. So I'm kind of looking forward to the next, uh, the next chapter, whatever it may be. So the wife's not going to let you go over to TSN then? <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. All right. And I, I, you know, Sportsnet and TSN is like Montreal and Toronto. There's not yeah. a lot of love between the two of them, so <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not too worried about any of that. So it's sort of, it's kind of a fun time. It's kind of weird, you know. You get older, and you sort of you know I kicked around the NHL for 22 years, and I did the broadcasting for 10, and I had taught school prior to that, and you know coached junior, and I I'm thinking you know 41 years, it's kind of a kind of a nice time to try to do few different things you know absolutely yeah well go going from a, a gm to a head coach and then into the broadcasting role probably a lot 
less stress when you got into the broadcasting world, no? You know, the the, uh, the coach and GM and president thing was like a 22-year, well, it was like assistant coach, associate coach, assistant GM, then it was a GM and a president and a head coach. It was sort of a, a 22-year old, 22-year transition from coaching, you know, in PEI prior to that and a little bit in the OHL and a little bit of college in Canada. So it was really a, a, a strange transi- transition. But, you know, going to the broadcast was a was a great gig. I, I enjoyed my time in the NHL, and I, I got to tell you, you know, I, Nick Kiprios is how I ended up. He and Bob McCowan are the two guys actually that contacted me when things ended in Columbus. To, would would I be interested in coming to Toronto? And I coached Nick in Baltimore in the American League, and I'd done a ton of interviews with Bob McCowan over the years. So those are the two guys that sort of said, "Hey, why don't you come to Toronto and do something?" And you know what? It was a it was a great ten years. I mean, Sportsnet was fun. They're good people, uh, great colleagues, it, great bosses. It was. A, it was a great, great transition. I was like 54 at the time, and it was really a, a nice. I had a couple of NHL offers to go back over the span, you know, but in lesser jobs in a GM. And I thought, you know, this is this is a pretty good gig, you know. I was living in Florida, and I was traveling back and forth to Toronto to work three days a week, and I'm thinking I kind of like this gig. So it was really, it was really a great, a great time at Sportsnet. It really was. Yeah, it's kind of sad to see Nick uh, get let go too from Sportsnet. Well, yeah. I mean, Nick had another year left in his deal, and you know, I, 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 you know, I know he went to them, and you know, they worked out something. But Nick's Nick was their was their star, and he was a he was a grinder. I mean, he was on top of things. He was a real insider, and you know, it's a real transition time. He's a young guy, and you know, he he's. But you know, I've talked to him a lot in the last month, and he's uh, he's excited about what the future li- you know lies ahead. So you know, he'll he'll do really well. He's a sharp guy. He's a he's a good person. So Nick will do really well. I, I have no doubts about that. Well, when one door closes, a couple do- a couple doors open, right? Yeah, I think for Nick, he, he's I think he might be looking to do something different. You know, I don't know that you know he's had a good run in broadcasting. He's been over twenty years. You know, from retiring as a player and going right into it. I you know wouldn't surprise me to see him maybe in the hockey business but who knows he's a sharp as i said he's a sharp guy and a good person so he'll he'll really do well they had a little shake-up over nbc today did you see any of that no i didn't no no i guess uh, pierre mcguire was taken off that taking off their uh, lead uh their number one their a team uh coverage there so uh for, and he was replaced with someone else so i don't know if you pierre, pierre who pierre mcguire oh never heard of him <laughs> He's the same. He's the same guy. He's the same guy. When I drafted Brule in Columbus, he ripped Montreal for not taking. They Montreal took Carey Price <laughs> at number five at the draft. Okay. Yep. And he then I took Brule at six. And McGuire's a guy that ripped Montreal on TSN live TV. How could they not? take brulee this is not fair to their fan base they took <laughs> carrie price instead of brulee and i heard him eight years later ripping me for taking brulee and so anyway that's our history good yeah there's no love loss for a lot of people in period anyway that's good so anyway i hope i hope he bounced i hope he lands on his feet doug speaking of uh club 
Columbus, what uh, what do you think of what's going on there recently with uh, all the players um, taking off? You know, there's stars. And then yeah. I don't know if you heard and, what uh, Torts had to say recently. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm, it's kind of disappointing. Look, I, I look, I, w- I was with them. I was with them with, with what they did. I, I'll tell you, like it was they, they thought they had a chance. They thought they were close. You know, Panarin and Bobrovsky put them in a really, really tough bind because, look, when you're a GM and you're in that situation and you've you've uh, you've got guys that won't commit, it's really, really challenging. So I don't, I don't, I I, I thought all along and I said it on Hockey Central at noon a lot last year. They are not going to move Bobrovsky. They are not going to move Panarin. They're going to ride it out with these guys. I and I thought that was the way to go. I thought, hey, we we got to have some playoff success in Columbus. You know, they really had to do it i questioned the duchene and dezingle i i didn't totally agree with those two i i'm i like duchene as a player i'm not a big dezingle fan but hey he had a good great year so i just i didn't i didn't really buy into those two acquisitions but i understood the other but to lose them all is really devastating and it's devastating for the franchise so you know what? Uh, I feel for them. I really do because they thought they had a chance. They had an unbelievable run against Tampa, and then they just couldn't get it done in the second round in a tough matchup with Boston. But hey, um, yeah, I, I don't blame them for doing it. But now it'll be interesting. I, I look at their lineup. They still, you know, Nyquist is a decent pickup for them if he plays with Dubois and Atkinson. It gives them a pretty good first line. I mean, it's not Panarin, it's not. Bobrovsky, but I still think I think they'll be better than what people think they are. I really do. So I hope that's the case. You think Torts will be on the hot seat this year? You think it's do or die for him? Well, you know what? I, I think Torts is at that stage where you know he'd like to have that playoff success. I think he's probably a little frustrated, and he's he's moving into that stage of his career where you know I mean I it wouldn't surprise me it could be his last year, but but I don't know. I mean, I'll, he's got to he's got to win a round or two. That's what he's got to do. And I, I look and I. You know, some of the geniuses out there are picking them, you know, they're picking them eighth in the Metro. I think they're better than that. I really do. I think they're going to surprise some people. They can still have, you know, if this blue line can stay healthy, goaltending to me is the big question mark. I think up front they're going to be okay, you know, uh, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be challenging for Torres. But look, he's done a good job there. He, he really has done a good job and he's had a great career. So hopefully uh, it's going to work out well for them. You know, I mean, JD leaves there. That's sort of upset it a little bit. I, I got a chuckle out of that. They're saying, well, we only want players who want to be in Columbus. I think mean, you're president just left for god's sake <laughs> like seriously you know how how can you rip Panarin and Bobrovsky when when the president decided he was going with the rangers although i can't blame him but i mean jd liked columbus but he likes rangers better you know i can't blame him hello columbus you know what um hey columbus is, is columbus is a great place I mean, I mean lots of people chirp about it but i was 10 years in columbus it is a great city and it's a great hockey town and they've done a great job so I'd love to see them have some success. Absolutely. Talk about a uh, shifting gears to a, you know a team that I think is going to be up and coming and one that you were you know part of their franchise for a number of years and had a lot of success with them. Uh, the Florida Panthers. What do you? I, I think they're a team that's going to. I'm not sure if you could say surprise, but because they got they're kind of stacked. I think. But um, what do you think their outlook is this year? Well, you know the whole thing is going to be Bobrovsky. Like and, and like it's hard to get. Ex- I, I mean I know Bobrovsky's been unbelievable. He's got Columbus in the playoffs, but the guy's won one round in seven years in the playoffs. Like, seriously. I mean, he, yeah. he's got to get it done. But you look at their lineup and say, okay, just a minute. Huberto, 
Bell, Barkoff, Davidoff. I mean, a heck of a first line. Hoffman, Trochuk, Brett Conley probably slides in there. I mean, they have got they have got a great top six, a great top six, and they've got pretty good depth below that. Their blue line, Ekblad's got to be better for me. I'm still not sold on their back end. I'm still not sold on the back end. I mean, to me, Bobrovsky's going to have to be really good. But, you know, they should. I mean, where do they finish in the Atlantic? The Atlantic's pretty tough, you know. Um, so I think they're going to be a lot better. Quenville had great success in Chicago. Um, Joel's a good Good man, good hockey coach. Um, Chicago was a dream team to coach. Um, this this will be a tougher challenge. This will be a tougher challenge. But you know they they should they should. I, I'm not sold that they're going to be as great as everybody thinks they are. But they're going to be a good team, and they should make the playoffs and probably can do some damage. But look, Dwyer Glant had them close to being a really good team too when they lost to the Islanders there a couple of years ago. You know, and Absolutely. then that disaster came about, and now they're but they're they're they've got some good young players. They should be tough to beat. Yeah, yeah, Doug. So let's go back up north to a place you spent a lot of time. And how the hell is, are the Leafs going to sign Mitch Marner after signing Nylander in the middle of the season? Where, where are they going to find that cap space? Well, you know, I think they're okay cap space. I think they can make it work. I mean, the, the, the problem, I don't know that the dollars are the problem with Marner as much as the term is the problem. I mean, we got guys, you know, you see the kid Keller signs today in Arizona, like an eight-year deal at 7.15. The guys today, the stars today at this age most of them don't want the the seven and eight years. They want the five-year deal because they want to knock it out of the park now and they want to knock it out of the park in five years from now when they're going into their prime. So I think the biggest challenge is talking Marner. They did they did the five-year deal with Matthews. How do they how do they talk Marner out of a five-year deal? I think they're going to be stuck with that. So the question is, what do they pay him? I mean, how do you pay him more than Matthews? I love Marner. I think he's an unbelievable talent. I don't pay I don't see them paying him more than Matthews and hopefully they're gonna get it done. Hopefully they'll get it done. I, I'll be shocked if they don't get this done. Mariner wants to be in Toronto. He wants to be with this group. They they gotta figure this out and they gotta figure it out before the start of the season because they cannot go into this Nylander holdout debacle that they had last year. So I think Cap I think they'll find the money. I think they'll get it done and I hope I hope they do. Absolutely. Yeah, and Marner's a hometown boy, right? He's from Toronto. Um, yeah, like he he doesn't want to go anywhere else, in my opinion. I, I mean, Darren Farish, I mean, I've done deals with Darren. He's, you know, I mean, they can talk Zurich, all this BS. Come on. Marner wants to be, <laughs> Marner wants to be with this group, and I, I'll i be shocked if this doesn't get done. It may go through camp, but I'll be shocked if it doesn't get done. I really will. Yeah. Well, do you think if they don't sign him, do you think Matthew's points production at least goals will go down a little bit from last year well you know they they didn't play that the, the two of them want to play together they didn't play together that much although they do see the power play time where a lot of the points come from but hey, look every offensive guy in the toronto maple Leafs that plays on the power play is going to be hampered by no minor he's he's that he's that good he's that patrick Kane-ish like he's that creative he he makes i mean look some of the plays he made last year, guys, those no-look passes, cross-seam passes, he is he is a 
has special talent. So, you know, he finds Matthews to the scene. They started to take that away down the stretch. The Bruins did a really, you know, a good job as the season, as the series progressed, taking that scene play away and nullifying the power play. But, but Marner is so good at finding people, especially on that power play. It's frightening. So everybody's production will go down if he's not there. In my opinion. Hey, Doug, do you think the chips will start to fall on the uh, free agents once Marner signs? Yeah, the, uh, think, they, they need they need somebody to fall. And we, and we talked about it since Christmas uh, on Hockey Central at noon that this was going to be an unbelievably unique year. Like it changed dramatically. It used to be the 31 and over crowd. Eh? That, that was the big free agent class. And all of a sudden, you know, the group twos, the teams that say, and when I was a GM, oh no, we got leverage on the group twos. Yeah, you got leverage on the group twos until they're superstars. And with the way the yeah. league changed and these kids becoming stars, uh, sorry, they, they the leverage is we're not playing unless we get our money. So the Kachuks, the whole group of them are just, it's Besser, Kachuk, Murner. It, it is an unbelievable field. And, um, you know, line A, I mean, it goes on and on. Wierenski, we heard, uh, you know, uh, George talking about Wierenski. I mean, it, it is an unbelievably impressive class. So if Murner falls or Kachuk falls, I think things will really start to slide play. I really do. Yeah, you're seeing that across like all sports too, Doug. I mean, it seems like, I mean, I'm not sure if you follow any other sports, but I mean, even across the NFL, everybody's, the young talent is getting paid and, and using the same approach where, you know, if they're not happy with their contract, they just sit there and hold out, you know, until yeah. until the until the ownership pays up the big bucks, you know? Right. And, and, you know, when I was a GM, that was not the case, guys. It was not even remotely the case. It was the guys that were coming up to unrestricted free agency. But when, look, when you, when you have guys that are your franchise players and with the way the game has changed, like seriously, Kachuk is that valuable to the Calgary Flames. Marner is that valuable. All of them are, all of them are centerpieces on their team. So it, it's natural. It's the league's got younger. The kids are coming into the league. They're much better. I, it, it it doesn't really surprise me. And yeah, we have leverage as group twos, as GMs. I'm sorry, you don't anymore. They have leverage because uh, if they don't play, and you know what, if they miss two months of the season and they're going to make another $100 million in their career, who cares? Sorry, they make it up. We used to say, oh, you'll never make up the money. BS, they'll make it up because they're going to make, they're going to make, uh, 50 or 75 million this time, and they're going to make it double that in five years' time with the way this is going. So we'll see what happens. They'll probably be all right. What do you, what's your, what and do you, you know think what? As, about, as a yeah. guy that's not a GM anymore, I love seeing the GM squirm a little. <laughs> <laughs> and they're buddies of mine. A lot of them are buddies of mine, but I still get a kick out of, you know, oh, okay, good luck. Anyway. How do you think yeah, Billy Garrett, how do you think Billy Garrett will fare up in, in Minnesota? I, I like the hire. You know, I, I was a little, uh, I, Tommy Fitzgerald was a, one of my former players and a, a good friend and a great guy. And, a, you know, he's assistant GM in Jersey. And I really think he's got a bright future. And, and actually Scott Mellonby was a ca- final candidate with Fitzy and, and Billy. And they're all three really quality, good hockey people and great people. So I knew the two of them a lot better. I just know Billy Garen to nod at, you know, and yell at from the bench, but I, I mean, look, he, he's he's worked hard and he's got a great reputation coming out of Pittsburgh. He was a love player everywhere he was. And look, they, they need – Paul Fenton was a good hockey man. I, I've known Paul Fenton for 30 years. Paul Fenton was a great scout, a good hockey man, but they, there was there's something man, uh, missing morale-wise in that organization. And I think Billy – I thought Billy was a good hire. I really do, and I think he'll do a good job. And he's in tough. I, I looked last fall, guys. They had third. 
they had 12 players over 32 years of age in that team. So there's going to be a price to be paid to, to, to rejuvenate the group. And, you know, I think I, but I, but I like to hire, I think Billy's, I think Billy's a good man. Yeah. We're pulling some of the the young bucks on that team. You like, you like to see on the wild. What was that? Who's some of the young guys on the wild team you like to see that are going to help that team uh, propel in the future? Well, that that's really interesting. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know where, I, I just think the wild are really in a transition. And I, you know what, I, I got to tell you, I don't know their young players as well as I know a lot of other teams, but I, I, I just, you know, they've got the situation with the kid, with the veterans that, are, are a real challenge for their cap. I mean, you know, the pre-se, you know, we all talk pre-se suitor, those deals, but it's still, it's still going to be really a challenging time. So it'll be real interesting to see what transition they make. I mean, Zuccarella signing sort of blew me away. I mean, where, where's that at 31 years of age and you give him a big deal up. Fiala is going to be a really interesting guy. Eck is going to be an interesting guy. Donato and Greenway are young guys. Felino's still a young guy. So, you know, they're not they're not in bad shape, but they've got to they've got to move some younger guys into the lineup. I mean, Concealer come in and, and help them. You know, Brodine's still a young guy, Spurgeon's still young, Dumba's still young. So they've got, you know, it'll be interesting to see the transition there, but they've got to put some younger guys into the lineup and move some of the veterans out. So there's still a pretty good base there. There's still a pretty good team. I mean, Zucker looks like he'll probably stay now. Stahl can give them another good year. So Koivu can give them some time. You know, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Maybe they're not as bad as we all think they could be, you know. So what about the Devils? They're making some moves. They've seemed to – there was a rumor this week about Line A might be going down there too. Yeah, I really like what's going on there. I mean, Ray I, – I, Ray, I get a kick out of Ray because I, I had him on my show and I said, you know, Ray, you really pissed me off. You know, <laughs> I'm at a Columbus and I, I was a GM for 10 years and, uh, you know, I didn't have success in Columbus and it was a bit of a grind. And I said, you go from assistant GM in Nashville and you get the Pittsburgh Penguins GM job with Sid – with Malkin, with Flurry, are you kidding me? What a joke that is! <laughs> so then, he, you know, he wins a cup and then he gets fired and he ends up in New Jersey. And I really like Ray and we're we're actually good friends. But I like what they've done. I, I really do. And he's up against it a little bit with Hall. What he's going to end up doing. But when you think about Heisher, you know, Palmieri's bounce back. They pick up Simmons. Jack Hughes has got a chance to be a star. Brat looks like he's got a chance to be a star. And then. You know, even a guy like Wood and Sajak are really Coleman. They're great third line type guys. I, I like where they are. I think the blue line may need a little help. And they need Butcher comes in and does a pretty good job for them there as a young guy that looks like he's going to be okay. But, you know, I think they need a little help in the back end. And their goaltending is going to be the, the million dollar question. What happens with their goaltending? And to me, they're, they're, a team, they're a team that could take a big jump. So it'll be fun to watch. But is Corey Snyder like... Yeah. I, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood to me uh, is a guy that's got to be the, he's got to be the guy because you, Corey, you know, he stumbled a little bit. He, can he regain it or is Mackenzie Blackwood going to take it and run? So uh, they'll be an interesting, fun team to watch. And they got to have a big year because they got to get Taylor Hall signed. That's the big problem. I mean, Taylor Hall sitting there as an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. 
So they've got to make some strides. And, uh, you know, the question is, will he stay? So it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm with you. The, the goalie is a big part of the Devils. Oh, um, Doug, you, you said you, you're good friends with Ray. Ray's uh, actually went to St. Lawrence University. Um, all us guys are from Canton, York. Um, I know you've been around Brockville a little bit. Do you know uh, uh, much about Canton, New York, St. Lawrence University? I, do I know about who? Canton, New York. <laughs> I, know, I know all about St. Lawrence University. I mean, like, seriously. I mean, how could I not know all about St. Lawrence University? <laughs> I've drank with Mike Keenan. Hey. I, I, I worked for Bill Torrey. Jacques Martin gave me my first NHL job. Randy Sexton's a great friend of mine. Paul Castron was my director of amateur scouting or assistant director of amateur scouting, who is now director of amateur scouting for, for New Jersey. Like, how could I not know about St. Lawrence University? Like, seriously. And I, and I lived every summer in Brockville, and I used to have to listen to Jacques Martin and Randy Sexton tell me how great St. Lawrence University was. I didn't even know what the hell St. Saint- I thought it was like St. Lawrence <laughs> College in Brockville. And they said, oh, no, it's the university over in where, Canton or somewhere? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, now Canton, I know yeah. all about St. Lawrence. It's Yeah, I mean, hey, it's a great school. Joe Myers, you know Joe Myers? No, I don't. Oh, okay. He's a, he was the old head coach at St. Lawrence back then. Oh, no, I know of him, but I don't know him. Yeah. yeah. Your buddy Paul Castron is coming on the show here in a couple of weeks, actually. Are you kidding me? No. You got any dirt on him? Yeah, you, <laughs> you say to Cass, like, I would like to know why I take all the hits for the drafts in Columbus when he was the guy making the call. And I would just say, <laughs> okay, Cass, no problem, you know, no problem. You, you and Don Boyd think that's who we should take. No, no problem. And I'm taking all the heat now. <laughs> Paul Castron is one of my favorite people. And I've, I've known him for a, a long, long time. And he's, he's one of the, my great friends. And we, I talk to him a lot. He's one of my favorite people. And he does a heck of a job. Sure. But give him a little shot for me. Absolutely. <laughs> so I guess no, the go last step. Go ahead. No, I was just going to ask him about the defensive situation in Boston with McAvoy. They had two, two defensemen that haven't signed. And Chara getting up there in the years. Those guys got to be signed there? Yeah, that, you know, McAvoy is such a critical guy. I mean, I you watch him in the play, and I watched Boston a lot last year. I really did. I love watching that team play, and I, I really like the blue line. I mean, you know, McAvoy is such a, a franchise-type defenseman. Krug, I, I thought Krug was unbelievable in the playoffs, the way he battled. But, you know, Carlo really took a big step for them. Uh, Char is still, still a really valuable guy. Grizzlake is a guy that really played well for them. Even Clifton came in and gave them some good minutes, but they, they've got to get McAvoy signed. There's no doubt McAvoy and Krug are real important guys. So I, you know what, I, there's there's something going on in Boston that, that I really like. And, it, you know, they seem to be able to get these guys signed and, and get them unreasonable deals. I know they're going to have to pay McAvoy a big price, but I, I still think with the, the Bergerons and the Marchands and Pasternak, guys want to be there. And there's something something pretty unique about the Boston Bruins still. And there always has been, but right now I, I love the way this team plays. I mean, you know, I watch Corrali play. He's a, I'm a big fan of his. And, you know, the way these guys, Jake DeBrus looks like he's becoming a real player and Nordstrom was so valuable. I, I just think, I think there's something pretty cool going on there. I really do. I think the guys have done a great job. Yeah, well, they won the cup, so they should be all right. They, have, they don't have to make too many moves this year. Just get those guys signed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Doug, what's uh, what's your outlook real quick on um, Seattle here eventually? You think that's going to be a good hockey town? Yeah, I think it's going to be an amazing market. You know, I think, uh, you know, Ronnie going in there is a good man, a real solid citizen, a real good a good person, did a good job in Carolina. I know he didn't have playoff success. He got out. You know, he he decided when he wanted to leave and worked out great. I, I think he's going to be a real good man. I think, they're, you know, look, with the way the expansion rules are today, you've got a chance to be a pretty good team. I mean, I, 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 I don't want to whine, but when I look at what my rules were when I came in with Columbus and Minnie came in and Atlanta came in, it was a friggin' joke compared to what it is right now. They have a chance to be competitive. They get good players. You know, they go, they have the, they have the wherewithal to go to the cap. I mean, who would ever believe Las Vegas would be over the cap in their third year, guys? Seriously. <laughs> our first year in Columbus, we were at 17 million was our payroll. <laughs> and, we're, and we're playing Detroit, who had a $75 million payroll. <laughs> Eight times a year we play them. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? So it, it, it's very advantageous to the teams. Vegas did a really good job still with all you know, even with the benefits, they still did a great job. And, and I think Saddle, Seattle will be a good team, too, real reasonably fast. They'll be a good team. I think teams will be smarter. They're not going to they're not going to make all these cutesy deals. They're just they, what they should do is just say, OK, here's our list. You take who you want. We're not making any of these crazy deals. And George got to make unbelievably crazy deals with teams and teams paid a big price for it. And uh you know, that's, I think it'll be more like, here's the list. You take who you want. We're going to lose our player and that's it. And no first round picks going the other way and second round picks going the other way and taking back crazy contracts. I, I think it'll be quite a bit different and more challenging for Seattle, but I still think they're going to be pretty competitive. I mean, after the Vegas expansion, people should be a lot smarter because it was, you know, it was, it was crazy what went on to be quite honest, but Hey, full marks to, to George and Kelly McCrimmon for being able to, pull off what they did and uh, they ended up building a you know a real good team and they're you know I look I look going through teams the last couple of days I mean Vegas are one of the one of the really good teams in the NHL still so it'll be interesting to see for me what Fleury does and you know how that all you know how how he can keep his game to the level he's at but Vegas should be a contender you still spend a lot of time up in Prince Edward Island or what no, I only got to spend four months here this year. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just the good months. Four months here and eight months in Florida. So, no. So, we, we come up uh, the first end of May and we'll leave here early October and go to Florida. So, no, it's 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 spectacular up here. We love it. So, I'm from here and it's sort of a great hockey community. They love their hockey here. and I, you know, I, But I tell you what, I was in Newfoundland the last nine nine, 10 days. First time I've been to Newfoundland in 40 years. And I'm telling you, you want to see hockey fans. Oh my God. I couldn't believe it. Everywhere I went and I'm a nobody. And everywhere <laughs> I went in Newfoundland, I had people talking hockey, hockey to me. It was un guys. It was unbelievable how they loved their hockey over there. So it was fun, but no, uh, when you're in the East coast of Canada, you, you get a lot of hockey talk and PEI is a great spot. And so we we're here usually four months a year and we'll head to Florida shortly. Can you uh, beat Kiprios in golf? I, I heard he was chirping you a little bit on Twitter. Kiprios, um, so I'm, you know, I was, Kiprios was a player and acts like a player. So, <laughs> so he has lots of time to golf. I was in management, didn't have much time. So I'm trying desperately to become a high 80s golfer. <laughs> Last time I played, I played three 18s with Kipper. He was 79, 79, 79. So, wow. what, so he, he, he's had a lot more, time to play golf and but i 
wouldn't be surprised eventually I'll beat him because I'm hoping he's going to get a really stressful job and I'm not going to have one and I'll be able to, you know, surpass him. There you go. Take a couple of lessons. Hey, before we let you go, um, do you think the, the rumors of Don Cherry being let go put the, put the rest? You know what? Don Cherry is, uh, well, first of all, I just talked to him last week. He phoned me and we, we had a great chat. He's a great friend of mine and I've known him for so long and we've had some so many great hockey chats over the years. I'd, I, I, I would certainly hope that Don Cherry leaves when Don Cherry wants to leave. Uh, that's what I hope happens. I think he deserves that. He deserves that. I, I think he deserves it, but I thought I deserved it too. How'd that turn out? <laughs> well, listen. If you're bored and you're if you're bored in your free time with all this free time you have now, we'd love to have you come back on anytime you like. So, no, guys, anytime. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, a lot of tough questions. You guys are like tough, <laughs> tough broadcaster type guys. But anyway, anytime, uh, anytime you need somebody, uh, you got my number, and I appreciate you having me on. Thanks a lot, Doug. We really appreciate it. Okay, guys, take care, and all the best uh, with your podcast. I hope it goes great for you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Okay, Take bye. Care. Bye. Doug McLean, great interview, guys. That was uh, some real NHL analyst. Yeah, that was a good, uh, good podcast with Doug. I mean, he has really in-depth information. You know, all the questions that we asked, he was just ripping off. To hear him just rip off names and uh, some of his old stories and how the uh, GMs now are. Uh, he likes to watch the GMs kind of him was. Uh, uh, a great, uh, great story from him. Yeah, that's uh, he's a. I, I love the, his uh, personality too. Like you know, right from the bat, he was you know kind of chirping his, his old employer and stuff like that yeah. too. So and he just has kind of like a feisty personality. I guess you can kind of be a little more like that when you're uh, in retirement. You don't have to give a shit what anybody thinks about you anymore, what anybody says about you, and you can say what the hell you want. So um, I actually look forward to those days because I'd love to run my <laughs> mouth a little bit too sometime soon. Yeah, just what a great guy just overall the way he came on and just started talking to us and the whole the whole process of getting him on. He has been nothing but polite and cool about it. Talked to him a few times before uh, he came on tonight and uh, just a cool guy. Uh, loves to talk hockey and uh, it's great to uh, hear some of his inside stories and some, some of his uh, analysis on the players. No doubt. Yeah, and you can tell that guys like a guy like him, Bob McKenzie. I mean, it's just different than talking to a normal guest. I mean, these guys are just on point with everything they do. Yeah. So that was pretty cool, man. I was, uh, you know, kind of like drilling them with all the questions that we had, like things that we've been talking about for the last three, four weeks about what's going on with restricted, restricted free agents, and you know, just getting his take on everything we've been talking about in the last month was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. We just want to get you know the in-depth analysis to all the listeners out there, so. We have, uh, like Derek said, we got uh, Castron coming on, um, you know, head scout for the Devils. We try to get, uh, you know, top-notch guests to come on and talk hockey with us. So uh, continue to follow us and subscribe, and uh, we're hoping to get some uh, some more guests on here, just like Doug and Bob McKenzie and Kerry Frazier and Theo Fleury and Grant Fear. Um, we have a ball. We love hockey. I know uh, Doug said uh, we're tough uh panelists asking questions but you know that's what we like we watch hockey um there's not too many games we don't watch uh, so uh yeah it was great great time 
Well, fellas, we've pretty much covered all the NHL news with uh, with Doug, so I think we can wrap this one up early tonight. Nice. Go ahead, Pat. What's it coming on next week? Next week we've got Jay Heinbach. Jay Heinbach coming on. Jay Heinbach is the uh, he's the head of uh, he's director of amateur scouting for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, you know, so he'll fun. have a yeah he'll have a lot of insight. You know, he'll be able to talk to you about how that squad was built. He's you know he spent uh, you know quite a few years there with that franchise. He'll have a lot of insight. Um, he'll have a lot of insight into how how things are looking for this year. And you know you can we'll be able to ask him questions too about you know you know what it's like uh, bringing these young bucks in and all the situations that we've just talked about with Doug with how you know players hold out now and and uh, how the young guys are getting paid as opposed to the way it used to be. Um, it'll just be more uh, information that where they can elaborate on what we've been going on for a few weeks now. So it's, it's, it's kind of neat how it's all kind of uh, rolled together, and it just seems like it's a, a puzzle being put together each week. So it's, it's good to kind of keep building off one another. So. Have follow, boys. Stay tuned. Robbie, why don't you give us a little endorsement on Sauce Toss, please? Yeah, gladly. We got our Sauce Toss Supreme kit last week. It's the model STS-100. It's pretty cool. Everything comes in one box. Two boards, four nets. You got the big net, you got the little net. It uh, plays just like bean bags. It scores just like bags, but you're using a stick and a puck. So if you're a hockey guy and you like to shoot, you want to practice a little bit, have some fun, SauceToss.com is where it's at. Certainly recommend it. We'll be using it uh, when we're tailgating at the so if you're around Raleigh watching the games, come check us out. We'll be in the parking lot shooting, and uh, if anybody thinks they can beat us, you know, you might win some free stuff, so give it a shot. Bring it. Bring it. All right, check us out, bluelinehockeyclub.com. Subscribe to our podcast. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram, and uh, stay tuned for another great episode next week. And until next time, keep your stick on the ice. See ya. Sweet. Oh, doctor. Keep your head up.